Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Me too. I'll be out there in January. So hopefully you'll have a show while I'm out there in January. I'm doing an event out there. So I'm definitely going to keep up with you and look so I can come see you. Good morning, y'all. How y'all doing this morning? Talking to, if you don't know him yet, his name is Barry Brewer. He's a comedian. He's going to be super famous one day. You need to go follow him on Instagram, Barry Brewer Jr., I've been keeping up with his career. So go follow him. You never know who turns into what. You never know. So I always tell people, do not despise small beginnings or what you think is a small beginning. Um, Don't ignore people. Don't mistreat people um, because people turn into really, really dope, dope, dope things. Um, And I've seen it time and time again. That's why I'm always, um, man, I'm just like, okay. I'm just saying, yep, anytime, anytime I got you, anytime I got you. I'm just in about building up our people, building up our, those that we're connected to. It takes nothing to encourage someone, to build someone up, to believe in someone. I don't know how to be any other kind of way. So big ups. That's Barry Brewer Jr. If you're not following him on social media, go Figure out who Barry is. I promise you, you're going to see Barry. His spirit is too right. And when you see people who have a right spirit, God just elevates them. You're going to see him do some big, big things. So go figure out who he is. Well, welcome, welcome. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We are in this thing this morning. And I am so excited to be here with you this morning to just encourage you and share a word with you from God. You know, I was reflecting this morning on what we've been doing, what we've been studying and what God is doing. And what God has been doing is just slowly grooming us in the word. That's why I keep telling you small bites still equal a meal. And in that process, he's been growing us up. He's been maturing us in the word. He's been um, showing us how to live more like Christ so that we can make impact in this world. Remember, I always tell you, it's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about our area. It's about where we are to influence those. Everybody not going to be behind a pulpit. Some of us going, some of us are going to make influence and impact in media and marketing and arts. And so what God wants to do is groom us in the word so that when we're out in the areas that we're in, that we're making impact and influence. I showed you my son, Josiah is an artist. Um, He plays the trombone, he plays basketball. And so I encourage him in everything that he is, that he, that God gets the glory. So I don't want you to think because you don't have ministry or you aren't behind a pulpit or you aren't seen as a minister that um, you um, are not in a part of God's kingdom. You're a part of God's kingdom still. And what God is saying to us without a doubt is learn my ways so that you can take kingdom in everything you're doing. Learn my ways so you can take kingdom in everything that you're doing so that I can have impact and influence everywhere you go. As Christians, we should be set apart. People should be, even when we walk into, um, 
job interviews and everywhere. People should say, man, there's something different about that person. And the reason that there's something different is about, about us is because we're carrying kingdom with us. When Jesus said, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. He didn't say repent, religion is at hand. He didn't say repent, Christianity at hand. He said, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. And then what he was telling them in repenting is repent of all your foolishness. And then allow me to show you how to live kingdom. Allow me to show you how to live the way that I'm telling you to live so that you don't live less than what I called you to be. If he foreknew us, if he predestined us, if he designed us, he already knew what our hangups was. He already knew what our mishaps was. He already knew what bull we would be on. What he came back and said was, let me renew your mind. Let me resurrect your thinking. Let me put something inside of you that makes you think so outside the box so that you can tap into everything that I'm calling you into and walk into it with boldness and walk into it where you're encouraging people. Because you know what happens? Light begins to beget light. And sometimes we think it's about a sermon or telling somebody like it is or quoting all this scripture. And a lot of times it's just walking in love, being the light, being sympathetic, being um, in tune to the people around you. That's how God gets the glory out of our life. It's not overcomplicated. And so what God has been doing with us is just showing us how to live like Christ, showing us how to have the mind of Christ, putting off our old sins, our old ways, and putting on our new garment, which includes praise, which includes uh, good thinking, which includes positiveness. God has the Thing, the a way of just grooming us and putting us in the positions and the places that we need to be. All we got to do is be open and walk into wisdom and listen to what he's saying. Thank y'all for falling in. It's Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha with YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Instagram Live. So do me a favor, go share the video right now and let's get started. Today's topic is don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. We're back in Ephesians. We're reading the word of God. And today we're going to talk about don't be a fool. And we're coming from Ephesians 5, 15 and 17. And we're going to talk about drinking today because that's in this chapter. And that's something that comes up all of the time is whether or not Christians should drink. Can we have alcohol? Should we be drinking alcohol? And we're going to rightly divide the word on this. I'm not going to give you my opinion or my thoughts. My opinion does not matter. It's what this word says that's matter. And I think you need to know this so that um, you you are healthy. Um, a lot of times I'll see Christians out and they sneak in and drinking and stuff. And it's just funny to me because if you're secure in what the word says, then you, you don't have to act anything less than other than the word. You don't, you don't have to. You don't have to. A lot of stuff we've been bound by has been bound by religion and things that I think people have taught us. Now, I'm not telling anybody to go get drunk. Don't nobody say that. Don't nobody say LMJ gave permission for anything. I'm going to talk to you about what this word says this morning about this passage of scripture. So we're going to Ephesians 5, 15, 17. Hope you got your coffee. Hope you got your pen. And I'm going to read this to you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the word this morning. We thank you that you teach us how to rightly divide the word. We thank you, Father God, that we walk into all truths, that we not be 
unwise or wise in our own eyes, Lord God, but we be wise in you. Father, we thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit this morning, who has the ability to move in all things. And so we just invite you in. Mm, I love when I feel the presence of the God, of the Holy Ghost. We just invite you in, Holy Spirit, right now. Groom us, teach us, redirect us, show us the areas of our lives that do not look like you. Let us not be deceived in our own eyes. We thank you, Father God, for all that you're going to do today through us and in us. Hmm. We thank you for the resurrection of the cross. We thank you for hearing ears. We thank you, Father God, for our open heart. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Holy Ghost, go do only what you can do in the name of Jesus. So we've been in this, this study on Ephesians for a while now. If you're just catching up with us, you might want to go back to YouTube. That's Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha and get these old broadcasts. So we, we're in Ephesians 5, 15, and I'm going to read through 20th. And, and this is saying, telling you or teaching you to live by the Spirit. Keep telling you, you got to live by the Spirit. Uh, you can't be, you, we, we know we don't want to live in the flesh, but you got to live by the Holy Spirit. You cannot take um, your own wisdom on. And so I titled this, Don't Be a Fool. A fool is an unwise person, a person in unbelief who acts absurd and unreasoned. Uh, when someone is foolish, it's often as well, they don't have the information. A lot of times we don't have information because we don't look to get information. Some of us go to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, and we don't really study the word for ourselves. We don't know if the person that's preaching to us is teaching truth or not. And we'll get up in hoopla and because somebody ah, and all that other stuff, we excited, we high five it. And it's like, you ain't even got no wisdom behind what the person taught. So that's what God has been doing for us through coffee and sound conversations. That's what he told me this morning. He said, I've been teaching you to teach them how to have a relationship with me and how to read the word of God. That's what we've been doing, baby. I love when he talks to me and gives me information about what's going on here. So Ephesians 5 and 15, it says, so be careful how you live. We've already had these conversations. God does expect us to live a certain way. And when you're in relationship with God, you want to live a certain way. Like you want to live a certain way. You desire to live a certain way. Um, I remember when I used to desire more to live my way. Now I desire to live God's way. Like I desire to please God. And one of the reasons that I desire to please God because of my relationship with God. So it's not just me trying to be like Miss Goody Two Shoes or all perfect. I just want to please God in everything I do. Like, I just want to please him in everything I do. Every day I'm waking up. How can I serve you? Um, how can I be more like you? Show me the areas in my life that do not align with yours. Because I know at the end of the day, this thing is about a bigger picture. Remember, I told you that this thing is about a bigger picture. This thing is about somebody who needs to connect to you. This thing is about um, where God is trying to take you. This thing is a much bigger picture picture like it's just a much bigger picture than you and so my desire is lord i want to be pleasing to you and i always equate that to being in a relationship when you are in a relationship when you love someone you do what it takes to make that person happy 
You, you do what it takes to make that person happy. And so in this process, it becomes my desire is to please God more than it is to please myself. My desire is to please um, God more than it is to please the next person. That's why um, you have to make sure that you understand your relationship with God and how interchangeable your relationship with God is. Your relationship with God is so interesting. God just looking to have some conversations with you. He'll talk to you about anything. So it says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Um, I wrote a post on my Facebook about um, how widows see relationship. When it says make the most of opportunity in every evil days, for some reason, we take time for granted. We think we got tomorrow. We think we got next week. You don't know what the very next minute holds. And so you cannot take time for granted. You not you cannot take, that's why I tell you, you don't have time to mistreat people. You don't have time to be ugly. You don't have time um, to not be in love. You don't have time to, to not be full of purpose. You don't have time to be selfish and all that other stuff. So it says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Do not act thoughtless but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Now, this is the thing we're going to discuss in a minute. It says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and make music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God, the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So do not act thoughtless. Um, Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 4 and 7 says, in, in everything get wisdom. And everything get wisdom and everything you're doing, get wisdom. It's going to cost, it, it's going to cost you, but you're going to have to get wisdom. And what it usually costs you is your selfish self, right? And your unwise ways and your unwise thoughts. Some of us have been living so unwise for so long. We just kind of made that our norm. That's just been our norm. Not living in wisdom has not been our norm. We've been living according to this world standard. And so in Proverbs 4 and 7 encourages, no, in everything you do, get wisdom. And everything you do, get wisdom. There is wisdom for everything. There's wisdom in this word for your marriages. There's wisdom in this word for your your business as an entrepreneur. There's wisdom in here for your children. There's wisdom in this word for how do you live. And it's so simple. So in everything, get wisdom. I've told y'all multiple times, when you're struggling with an issue, go and ask what the word says. What does the word say about this? What is the word telling me about this? How should I handle this? What am I supposed to do in this circumstance and situation? These thoughts, these things are overwhelming me and consuming me. Lord, what do I do here? Part of the reason that marriages fail and relationships aren't working is because we don't have any wisdom. We assume it. You know what, what, what they say about assuming? Uh, we're assuming so many things and not asking God for the wisdom. And it's like, it's so simple. It requires you to pause. I'm going to tell you this. It requires you to pause. It requires you to submit your thoughts to the word. But if you'll ever get in a position that you say, you know what? I'm tired of moving in life my own way. I've seen the fruits of it. It's not giving me what I need. It's not a long lasting result. So if this is the case, then I need to look at another way of getting wisdom than, than how I've been leading my life. 
Man, especially with people with failed relationships. I tell people with failed relationships all the time. If your relationships keep failing, everybody else ain't the problem. And as I tell people, if your relationships keep failing, everybody else ain't the problem. Everybody ain't the issue. You need to evaluate why you're attracting a certain kind of person. You need to evaluate why relationships are going the way that they are. You need to do some evaluation. You need to get some wisdom of why things are working the way that they're working. They're failing for a reason. I can use the kind of, I watch, it's just my gift. I watch people in their relationships all the time. And I'm like, oh, I can tell how this is about to go um, because there's no wisdom in the relationship. So in everything, you got to get wisdom. Um, if you're going to become an entrepreneur in a particular area, you need wisdom. You don't just launch the business. You get the wisdom for it. it it's just so simple. And, and wisdom is so prudent. And it'll all you, always lead you in the right direction. So what does the Bible say about being a fool's? Um, the biblical de definition um, regards a, a, a fool as someone who disregards God's word. So anytime you disregard God's word, you being a fool. Just I'm going to be real. Anytime you disregard his word, even every time you know the word tells you don't do something and you choose to do it anyway, you are being a fool. We've all been fools before. I've been a fool before. Your mama been a fool before. Don't go call your mama a fool. But I'm just saying, your mama has been a fool before. We've all been a fool. And so we got to watch that. Proverbs 26 and 11 says, a dog returns to vomit. So fools repeat their folly. Fools don't learn lessons from their mistakes. That's how you know when you're being foolish, that you haven't learned a lesson from their mistake. And that's why I'm saying to you, you got to get wisdom for whatever it is you're missing. Wisdom in your finances, wisdom. If you start inviting God in, if you just simply say, Lord, I'm inviting you into my finances. I'm inviting you into my relationships. I'm going to invite you into every area of my life. I promise you, you'll see some things change. I'm a single mom now. When I was married, how I operated was different. Once my husband died, I had to get a whole new life, like wisdom again for life. I had to get a whole new wisdom for life. I had to learn life all over again. The reason I had to learn life all over again was because I hadn't operated in the space of being a widow. Um, been a long time since I've been a single mom. So I had to get wisdom for life all over again. When I went into ministry and business and entrepreneurship for myself, I had to get wisdom for those things so that I wouldn't continue to make the same exact mistakes. Anytime I see repetitive behavior in my life, I have to pause and ask myself, What's going on here, Lakeisha? And I'm talking about chill. For those of y'all who are dating and you keep cycling back into those um, same relationships, I'm going to tell you something. Stop dating. Stop dating. Clean the slate. Stop dating for a while and figure out why you keep cycling back into these same patterns. Like, get, don't date anymore. Don't date until you figure you out. Don't date until you figure out what's going on around you so that you can draw a new energy. Energy draws. Energy draws. You're going to draw a particular kind of person. Now, I will tell you the anointing draws. Sometimes I've drawn some strange people. But energy draws, and it's based on whatever energy you're putting out there. So if you want to see a pattern or a cycle stop, pause for a minute. Don't keep in the continuing in the same pattern. 
pause, get wisdom for the circumstance and the situation. Ask somebody around you to evaluate you. Like, why do you think I'm doing this? Or why do you think this is happening? And I was helped. So I want to get to the scripture where it says, do not be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The scripture has much to say about drinking alcohol. The scripture has much. You can go to Leviticus 10 and 9. You can go to Numbers 6 and 3. You can go to Deuteronomy 29 and 6. Judges 13, 4 and 7. Proverbs 21. The scripture has much to say about drinking alcohol. Now, I will tell you this. The scripture does not necessarily forbid anyone from drinking beer, wine, or anything containing alcohol. In fact, there are some scriptures in there that say, um, for example, Ecclesiastes 97 says, drink your wine with a merry heart. Psalms 104, 14 and 15 states that God gives wine that makes glad the heart of men. And so there are scriptures in here that say it's okay to drink. But I will tell you clearly, if you got a problem with alcohol, you don't need to be drinking. If you got a problem with alcohol, you don't need to be drinking. If you know you cannot control alcohol, you should not be drinking. Why? It then becomes an idol. We then have an issue. That, that's just period. The Bible is very clear that it says, in regards to Christian, avoid being drunk. If you know you have no power, no control, no authority on avoiding being drunk, or, then you shouldn't drink. That, 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 that's just your reality. Don't, don't put no alcohol in your body. If you're using alcohol to make you feel good, to make you feel better as a means of, then you should not drink. Christians are commanded to not allow their bodies to be mastered. Our bodies are not supposed to be mastered by anything. That's food. That's anything. Your master is not, your body is not supposed to be mastered by absolutely anything but God. And so if being drunk is something that you find yourself frequently in, then I'm telling you there's an issue here and you need to figure out what to do. Anything in excess, anything that pulls you into inebriation is wrong and the scripture forbids it. First Corinthians 8, 9 and 13. Um, um, I just gave you Ephesians 5 and 18. So you need to figure out, right? You need to figure out what's going on with you. That alcohol has pushed you in a space of being drunk. Your body is not, you are not supposed to be drunk. You are not supposed, you're not supposed to be drunk. You're, you are not supposed to be drunk. Bible does not forbid you from drinking, but it does tell you, you are not supposed to be drunk. So if you know drinking one drink, we're talking about rightly dividing the word. You know, one drink is going to send you over. Then don't drink. Don't, don't, don't drink. Nothing should be mastering you. Alcohol, drugs, things like that. You, when people say, I just need to wind down. You need to learn how to wind down in the word. You need to wind, learn how to wind down in the word. You need to learn some other things to teach you how to wind down. You need to exercise. You need to look at this from a place. So look, look at what the word says. First Corinthians 6 and 12, Peter 2 and 19. Drinking alcohol in excess can be addictive. And that and that's what the Lord was saying. Don't be drunk. Be drunk in the Holy Spirit. Don't be drunk. I'm trying to get you to not be drunk because I know how this thing, this thing will overtake you and try to consume you. And if anybody on here is going to be real, real and real honest, you know, anytime you have been drunk, you are out of control. Let raise you ain't got to even raise your head. You know, anytime you have been drunk, 
You've made decisions that you had no business doing. You've been in places you ain't got no business plan being in. You've done some things and woke up the next morning and been like, what the heck happened here? What was I doing? What was I thinking? The reason is because the Lord knows without a doubt, anytime you're consuming or being involved in absolutely anything that is going to put you in a position where you're going to be compromised and the Holy Spirit is not going to lead you. It's a whole lot of babies that's been made because <laughs> of alcohol. It's a whole lot of babies. It's a whole lot of circumstances and situations that have occurred because of alcohol. Come on now, keep it real. Like, come on and keep it real. And for, for those of you who say, well, I ain't never took a drink. Good for you. It's good for you. Good that you ain't never drank a drink. But for all of us that have ever took a drink, or ever had other things happen in our lives, right? Then we need to know what the truth and what the word says about this so we can fight this thing. And for those of y'all that are fighting or um, fighting being drunk or overwhelmed or consumed, here's your scripture. Here's your wisdom on this. And the reason the Lord gave us the wisdom on this is so you wouldn't be no fool. The, 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 the way is so wisdom. So you get this so you won't be no fool. Like, that's why. So you won't be no fool. Okay, that's why you don't know drunk. No, the only thing that you got to be drunk on is the Holy Spirit. So he can take over. So he can choose the word. Making a choice to live by the Spirit because alcohol had you messed up. Some of y'all, just be real. Be real with yourself. Ask yourself, what has being drunk got me? What's being drunk got me? It feel good for the moment. Some of y'all, it make you bold. Some of y'all do stuff y'all ain't never did before. Alcohol is like true serve. <laughs> and so the Lord is simply saying here, no, nah, I don't want you drunk on nothing but me. I don't want you drunk on nothing but me. I don't want you consumed with nothing but me. I, I'm not having, I don't want you drunk on nothing but be drunk on me. I, that's the only thing I want you filled with. I want you filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's not going for alcohol. It's anything. So scripture forbids. I'm going to say this again. Scripture forbids Christians from doing anything that also may offend other Christians or encourage them to sin against their conscience. You have to look at those things. You have to look at those things that are, that something is going to discourage another Christian or get them to sin in their conscience. That we ain't supposed to call, we ain't supposed to call anybody else into sin. You ain't supposed to be encouraging nobody else to be drunk. You ain't supposed to be trying to get your friends drunk. You ain't supposed to be doing none of that. Nah, nope, nothing. That's what the word says. You're not supposed to be doing any of that. You have to your your the quality of your decision is impaired when you're drunk. And the Lord noticed that's what he's like. Don't, don't. Now nah, he's saying you can't have a little wine. That's what the Lord said. That's what the word said. What I will tell you is you are not to be drunk because I know the moment that you get drunk, your whole entire everything is going to be changed. Why? You need some wisdom. <laughs> Why are you lacking wisdom? And when you lack in wisdom, you're going to act like what? A fool, an unwise person making bad decisions. So I'm going to say this again. But I don't want nobody going out saying I said you could drink. Don't go tell your pastor them. I said I said you can drink. I'm telling you what this word says. Scriptures does not forbid you from drinking. But what it clearly says is do not put yourself in a position where you're going to be tainted by sin. Drunkenness is an addiction. 
um, to alcohol and Christians must refrain from it. If you need two scriptures of references, that's Ephesians 5, 18 and 1 Corinthians 6 and 12. If that's something you are struggling with, those are your scriptures, Ephesians 5, 18, 1 Corinthians 6 and 12. Those are two scriptures you're going to use. That's what's going to give you wisdom about alcohol. And so for some of y'all, you need to learn where your line is. You need to learn where your line is and don't be lying to yourself. Don't, don't, don't play like you can drink all this great goose and be cool. You know, you can't don't front for some, for some reason. Be sitting there having all this going on and saying, I'm fine. No, if one glass puts you over, then you probably don't need to have anything. If what you're doing is going to cause someone else to sin, pull somebody else into sin. You're not, we are not to pull God holds that God. As a matter of fact, that's if <laughs> that Ephesian God holds that real, real serious about us pulling somebody else into sin, right? He holds that real, real, he holds that real, real serious. So you got to make sure you're watching that. You got to make sure you paying attention to that. You got to make sure you clear on what this word says about being drunk. So you, you, so you're not foolish in this area. I told you a fool, foolish person is an unwise person. Somebody who doesn't act on what the word says. A fool takes regard in his own heart and says, this doesn't really matter to God. You know, like them statements when we make like, oh, God knows our heart. He does. He knows your heart when it's full of corruption. He knows your heart when it's not in the right place. It is not enough for you to say, God knows my heart. He does. He knows every deceptive place in your heart. He knows every lie you've told yourself. He knows every truth that you've built yourself up in. That's not really a truth. He knows absolutely every deed and everything that you have going on that does not line in his word. That is so true. God knows that. So we can't use those things as excuses to live any kind of way. That's not what our truth is. That's not what God called us to do. And so if we're not going to be foolish, don't be a fool. If we're not going to be foolish, we've got to get the word and live on what the word says. Um, Proverbs 14 and one says a foolish woman tears down her own house. I, man, I can teach on that alone. Um, the next set of scripture in Ephesians goes into spiritual guided relationships with wives and husbands. I don't know if I'm going to teach that yet. I may come back and teach that because that's powerful within itself and how our relationship is supposed to be in relationship to God. Marriages are being destroyed. Relationships are working only because we won't let the word lead it. Won't let the word lead it. We won't submit our relationships to the word. We we so puffed up. We so vain. We so haughty. We got all these isms of what we want. This is the standard, and this is what I'm gonna have, and none of it lines aligns with the word of God. And so our marriages and our relationships keep being destroyed. So that's it for today. That's your word for today. That's your chew on. I know that's something, but remember, we're growing in Christ. We we ain't work. We don't want just feel good stuff. We want to grow in Christ. We want to be in a position where we begin to look more, more like Christ so that we can live influential in kingdom. And when people see us, they're like, man, they're go, there are those women or men or those persons that are growing in what Christ looks like. They are determined to be more like Christ. That's how we're going to make impact. It's kingdom, baby. That's how we're going to make impact. It's kingdom. Well, that's it for today. I want to pray for you. Um, uh, y'all know I love y'all. I love y'all so much. Let's keep reading in Ephesians. I think we're going to skip over to six, and then I'm going to come back and teach this five, this five at a different level. 
I'm so serious about marriage and relationships. I'm so for um, marriage and relationship. Um, I'm so for it, but I think that needs to be taught from a very tender, careful place. Tender, careful place. We we don't need to rush through that at all. So let me pray for you for divine revelation today. That's my prayer for you is that you get divine revelation today, that you understand the power of God in your life and that you not live like a fool. My Now, let's just be real, that you not live like a fool. I don't want you living foolishly. I want you to live with wisdom. And the only reason we live, we live like fools is because we don't have the wisdom for something we don't ask for. So we continue in these same patterns. So Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that every person under the sound of my voice hmm, taps into divine revelation today. What does your word say about their lives, Father? What does your word say about their lives? Give them wisdom, give them knowledge, give them understanding. Let them understand your revelation and your resurrecting power. Let them walk into truth and not deceitful lies. I thank you, Father God, that they are being overpowered and empowered by the Holy Ghost, Lord God. That they be overwhelmed, Father God, with you, Father God. That every arsenal, every strategic arsenal, every satanic arsenal that has been coming against their mind, against their thoughts, against their wills, that those are destroyed now and under the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Holy Ghost, for resurrecting their lives, for refreshing, for renewing and revitalizing them. We thank you, Father God, for your strength, for your love and your peace. Let them get revelation knowledge from you today, from this word in Jesus name. Amen. I'm playing. He blow on you today. I'm serious that he blow that it the winds of change just blow a resurrecting power in your life today and you understand who you are in Christ. Did you understand you Christ? Hey, today is Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday is a big drive for it's important to every nonprofit organization. Man, go make a donation today um into a nonprofit organization, LMJ Ministries, you can do that. My other nonprofit organization, Sickle Cell Support Services. For more information on what we're doing, ministry and action in my ministry, LakeishaMJohnson.com. But man, today is the Tuesday, the last Tuesday, this Tuesday in November is called Giving Tuesday. Go give today. Go so into a nonprofit organization. For small nonprofit organizations, this Tuesday means everything. I'm going to drop a link on my page. Facebook has some match money available. You can start a Giving Tuesday for a nonprofit organization, but just make sure you go get tapped in today. Um, you can sow into the ministry. That information is on the screen. Don't forget about the podcast, anchor.fm, just be an LMJ, Google Podcast, Apple. Go tap, get that information to someone and let somebody get tapped into how we're growing in Christ. If you need prayers, make sure you email us your prayer request. We love to be able to pray for you. If you want to book LMJ, that's booking at LMJ.com. We so appreciate you. Yeah, blow on. Yeah, Shamika, that's good. Blow on me today. That's unbelievable. Like, that's what I feel in my spirit. May the Holy Ghost, may the winds of change blow into your life today. May it blow into your life today. May you experience a refreshing. May you experience a renewing. And may you walk in revelation word today. Do not be, don't be wise in your own eyes. Tell the enemy, I'm through being wise in my own eyes. The minute you make a firm decision 
manage, you make a firm decision. I ain't telling you the heat ain't going to be on, but I'm telling you, you're going to feel so much better the minute you make a firm decision to serve God and to live. Now y'all know what I'm going to tell y'all. You need to go show some love today. Show some love today. Show some love today. Remember giving Tuesday, go let a nonprofit get the benefits of your seed. Sometimes you think $2, $5 don't make a difference for grassroots organizations. They make a difference. I've been running a nonprofit for 14 years now. Every dollar means everything to us. So go give today. Let Giving Tuesday be the day that you give like you've never give. And then name your seed. Anytime you give, put a name on your seed. I'm sowing this for whatever. And then start calling your harvest in. I'm going to teach y'all on that. I'm going to teach y'all about giving and sowing and the biblical concept behind that. I taught on that before, but I think the Lord is going to lead us into that so that you understand your harvest is going to come in from what you sow. He who sows sparingly also reaps sparingly. That, that's just the truth. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you give abundantly, you're going to reap abundantly. So make that be your truth. I live by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth and by my sowing. I don't know that for the fact. Well, I love you. I'll see y'all back here at 5 a.m. in the morning. Y'all continue to lift up me and LMJ Ministries in prayer. Hey, don't forget the family we're taking care of. I want to be a blessing to this family. Our, our ministry is so small that we just rely on everybody. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.